listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. Hey, last week I started a new teaching series called Rooted. Everybody say Rooted. Rooted is our new series of teachings here at Refinery in January. And if you missed it out, you missed out on it, check out our podcast. Uh, James updated all of our podcasts. They're all up to date now. Um, And so last week's message is right there on iTunes. Just click on iTunes podcast. If you don't know how to do that, just simply go to your search engine, uh, type in Refinery Church Podcast in Google, and you'll pop up a link and you'll be able to click on it. Or you can simply go to our website, WeAreRefinery.com, click on sermons, and we have them all posted on there as well. So there's a couple of different ways that you can find out and listen. I recommend go back and listen to last week's message because last week I talked about a word and a picture the Lord gave me and gave our leadership for our congregation in this next season. Because we're a new congregation, again, less than a year old, I'm constantly praying saying, okay, Lord, what is the next step? What is the next step? Because I don't want to get out in front of Jesus. I don't want to get beyond what he's doing. And so I'm like, Lord, what is the next step? And he gave me a picture, a word picture. And, and it was a tree, a picture of a tree. And I did some searching and, and here's the picture of the trees that I saw. And it wasn't just any old tree. It was a very specific tree um, that's, that's unique to this area. Uh, the tree that is, that is part of this area is what you're holding in your hand, the Hass avocado tree. Actually, if you were here last week, you heard the Hass avocado tree started right here, only seven miles away in La Habra, in the city of La Habra. A man by the name of Rudolf Hass uh, grafted uh, two different uh, uh, avocado, an avocado plant with an avocado branch, and he grafted them together and created a new strain of avocados, a new variety of avocados with a thick, dark, bumpy skin that was different than all the other avocados out there. And then the meat on the inside was delicious. It had a nutty flavor, rich in protein and all those good fats for your body. And he went out and he, um, he trademarked it as the Hass avocado. It is the number one commercially sold avocado in the world. Uh, 90% of the avocados sold commercially in the world are these right here, the Hass avocado. Um, That's pretty incredible as it just got started down the street. Well, that's the picture and the word that the Lord had given me about our congregation, that we individually and congregationally were going to be like a tree. And not just any tree, but like this tree, the Hass avocado tree. And this is a brand new little new uh, Hass avocado tree that hasn't even started producing fruit yet. And uh, that is significant because that represents who we are. Our hospitality team even tonight decided, hey, we're going to give them guacamole at the end of the service tonight. So we got chips and guacamole afterwards. Come on. So, so we're, we're all about avocados right now. We may all start turning green here pretty soon um, because we're going to be, I know, and some of you go, man, I don't even like avocados. I'm not coming back to this church because I don't like avocados. That's okay if you don't like avocados. Somebody will take that avocado away from you and that, that loves it. It's okay if you don't like avocados. Hey, just like this, uh, this tree this avocado tree represents us individually. It represents us corporately as a church because our lives and our church can and should be thriving like this fruit tree, thriving 
and providing spiritual, emotional, relational nourishment to others in our lives, others in our community. That's how our lives are supposed to be. But unfortunately, we get so consumed with our daily issues that we're really no good to anybody else. We're barely good to ourselves. That's not how God wants you to live. Throughout the Bible, throughout scripture, the Bible continually says, hey, you can be like a tree planted by a river, being fruitful, productive. And just like this tree needs strong fruit for others to benefit from, it all starts with a root system and a root system that goes down deep and grabs a hold of the nutrients so that this fruit can be produced. Well, just like this tree needs that, you personally need strong, healthy root system to produce the fruit that God wants to see in your lives. We need a strong, healthy root system, which is exactly what our theme verse is for this series for these next few weeks. And I wanna ask and invite all of us to read this theme verse together. I love to read God's word out loud because you're gonna find out over the next couple of weeks, I believe God's word is powerful. And when we speak it out, it's gonna accomplish great things. So let's charge this atmosphere with God's word. Colossians chapter two, verse seven says this, ready, begin. Let your roots grow down into him, Jesus Christ, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you will taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. I'm not gonna get into this right now, but I definitely read this verse and I think you might think about this too. Go, then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Thankfulness wait a minute, I want to overflow with prosperity. I want to overflow with, with peace. I want to overflow with joy. Why does it say I'm going to overflow with thankfulness? Because you'll be thankful because you'll have all that fruit in your life. See, it's saying when you, when you live like this, you're going to experience all of God's fruitfulness in your life and you'll be thankful for it. So your thankfulness will be overflowing. So for the next few weeks, we're looking into scripture at what it means for us as people, human beings, to have roots rooted a foundation for a better you. Go ahead and throw up that individual slide one more time. Rooted a foundation for a better you. A better you. Now, most of us learned when we were in elementary school or maybe you did some gardening uh, sometime in your life that the root system is vitally important, right? For a tree to be fruitful. We also know that the fruit that you're holding in your hand actually began not with the roots, but with the thing that's on the inside, right? What, 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 what is it that's on the inside? The seed. It starts with a seed. The end result is the fruit, but it begins with the seed. Before we can even have roots, we got to have seed. Seed. As a matter of fact, I found a video uh, that kind of demonstrates the process uh, that, that I learned when I was just in first grade. Take a look at this little video. It kind of shows what happens uh, to a bean seed as it germinates. It's almost strangely satisfying to watch something like that, isn't it? And other you are going, that is so weird. That's just grossing me out. I didn't even get kind of grossed out by that, seeing the roots go down. Yeah, seeing those roots go down. It's almost like an alien happening, you know, it's just growing its roots down. <laughs> I remember watching, I had to watch it a couple of times because especially with the music, it was so soothing. 
So satisfying seeing those roots go down. I had to get you guys to get that visual picture of what it means to, to see those roots go down deep. Even that little bean seed um, that we did uh, when I was in first grade. I'll tell you the story in just a minute. But you know, the illustration of the seed and the roots actually originated, that illustration or that metaphor originated with Jesus. And Jesus, I mean, and yeah, it actually originated, the whole root system originated with Jesus, if you want to go all the way back to the beginning. But the illustration and the metaphor of, of that in our lives started with Jesus. And he was explaining how the kind of life that he came to give you and the promises he has for you, the abundant, thriving, satisfying promises can be illustrated by roots and fruit. To have that spiritual fruit, like joy and peace and self-control, the thing that every single human being, no matter where you live on this earth, strives for, joy, peace. This is the kind of fruit that God talks about. And Jesus illustrates so, so clearly how we can have that in our lives. And unfortunately, there are people, there are Christians who have said yes to Jesus, who are not experiencing that kind of fruit. And I'm here to tell you, based on scripture and based on what I'm seeing in people's lives, it's because of their roots. And that's why this series is so critical, so vitally important for each of us to get a hold of and begin to put into place into our life and practice in our life. The principle is found in the Gospel of Mark. And tonight, I want to camp out on one particular passage, a teaching of Jesus Christ himself. As a matter of fact, I almost don't need to do any kind of commentary or any kind of editorial because the scripture is very, very clear. This principle is taught by Jesus Christ himself. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually read straight through it before I make any comments. And I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. I want God's word to speak to you. So let me, spot, let me pause right now and pray. And, and would you invite the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart as I read scripture, God's word, that it will, like seed, produce a harvest in your life, in your relationship right now. So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we open up our hearts today to hear your word speak life to us right now, Lord Jesus. And may the word that you're, we're about to hear and read sink deep into our spirit and take root into our spirit and produce a fruitful harvest in my life, in my relationships, in my career, in my, my world, in the name of Jesus Christ. If you agree with me, will you say amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Mark chapter four. If you have a Bible with you, why don't you open up, if you have the good old fashioned paper Bible, to the gospel of Mark. Matthew, Mark, which is the second gospel there in the New Testament. Mark chapter four. If you don't have a paper Bible with you, you can open up your app. Just open up your Bible app right here. Mark chapter four. Very easy to open up, or you can follow along with me on the screen. We're going to be reading together Mark chapter 4. I'm reading the New Living Translation if you have your Bible app. Just take a look at that together. I'm actually going to begin with verse 3 right there. Mark chapter 4, verse 3. The words of Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Here we go. <clears throat> Listen. A farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field... Some of the seed fell on a footpath and the birds came and they ate it. 
Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plant soon withered under the hot sun. And since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plant, so it produced no grain. Still other seeds fell on the fertile soil, and they sprouted and grew, and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Then he said, anyone who has ears to hear should listen and understand. Later, when Jesus was alone with the 12 disciples and with the others who were gathered around, they asked him what the parables meant. He replied, you're permitted to understand the secret of the kingdom of God, but I use parables for everything I say to outsiders. Now let's jump down to verse 14. He says, here's the the answer to the parable. The farmer plants seed by taking God's word, everybody say God's word, word. to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message, immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. And the seed that fell on good soil represents those who hear and accept God's word and produce a harvest. Here it is, 30, 60, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Can you, can you, can you understand it? You know, I love, I'm, there's so much in this parable. We could literally spend week after week after week breaking down all the, the details of this parable because when Jesus speaks, every single word matters. And as a pastor and as a, as a follower of Jesus Christ, I'd love to get in there and go, Lord, what were you speaking through this one particular word? But we're only gonna focus on a couple of things over the next couple of weeks. I appreciate that Jesus explains it to his disciples because I'm a lot like his disciples. Maybe you're that way too. Sometimes we read the Bible or we hear the Bible and we go, huh? I mean, if you're reading with us in our Bible reading right now, we just started reading the book of Job. Sometimes I read the book of Job and go, huh? What? I don't get this. Lord, I need understanding. And you know what? Jesus is so faithful. He gives us understanding and that's what he did right there. He gave some explanation. And I wanna spend some time and look specifically at The seed. Everybody say the seed. The seed. The seed. seed. It starts with the seed. And according to Mark chapter 4, verse 14, what is the seed? It's right there on the screen. You can cheat. What is the seed? God's word. What Jesus is talking about is God's word is the seed that can produce a harvest in your life. You see, unfortunately, 
many people have taken this and said, oh, this is a good history book. That should go in my library. It looks good there. Makes me look holy. It's, it's a religious book. It's holy scriptures. Some people take it and they have it and they swear on it. They've never opened it up. They don't, they don't live by the principles, but they've got this holy book. Like a talisman, like a good luck charm. If I got it, I'm safe. I remember there was an old uh, Little House in the Prairie. Any Little House in the Prairie fans? Yeah, there was an old episode of Little House on the Prairie when Laura Ingalls uh, goes out to, a, to a, a, a little town where she's supposed to be the teacher and she teaches these students and a lady comes in and, and just doesn't like the things that Laura Ingalls is teaching and she holds up the Bible and everybody gets scared and the whole episode gets to the end and Laura says, do you know what's in that Bible? Oh, it was Mary? It wasn't Laura? Oh, thank you. My, my family's going to correct me on which characters are which. It was Mary that did it. That's right. And the reality is the woman had never, she couldn't even read the Bible. She didn't know the words, but she knew it was some holy religious book that could invoke power, like some sort of supernatural thing. Well, there's more, in, more than that. See, this, this, is, this is not just an ordinary seed. It's more than a history book. It's more than just good stories with a moral values. It's more than the sum of its ink and pages. It's so much more than that. This isn't an ordinary seed. This is something supernatural. It contains the truth and it contains life. There's life in this seed. It has what you need. It's called God's word. I remember when I was in first grade, I'm going to go back to the bean seed and that, that video that we showed up there reminded me when I was in first grade and how many of you guys planted a bean seed like in a styrofoam cup or in a paper cup? Anybody remember doing that? Yeah, I remember we planted a bean seed in a cup. You know, we put some soil in there and we put some water in every day, put it up in the window. And I remember coming in every day looking and waiting and waiting. And I remember those first few days, it seemed like nothing was happening. And then after like what it said in there, like three or four or five days, something a little green starts to pop. The ground starts to move. It's like, oh, and all the kids get excited. Oh, there's mine, there's mine, there's mine. Look at mine. And you go over to, you know, one kid's like, nothing's happening to mine. <laughs> Poor sad kid. For the next few weeks, we would all watch. And the little bean busted through the soil and grew into a green plant. And I remember my first grade imagination uh, how old am I in first grade? Seven, eight years old? Six, five, four, 22? You guys are all over the place. Six or seven years old. <clears throat> so my little six or seven-year-old mind, I'm thinking when this plant grows you know, out of that bean, in my little mind, I'm thinking about my dad's tape measure. I'm thinking the bean is like my dad's tape measure. So that plant must just be wrapped right up inside of that bean. That's what I remember thinking in my little brain. And as we put water on it, it, you know, it came out. That's what I totally remember as a little kid thinking that in my brain. And I was waiting for it to go right back down to the bean. And I remember going home and saying, mom, can we cut open? I want to cut open one of those beans because I wanted to see the plant all wrapped up inside of there. I did. We cut open the bean. I was so sad. No plant in there. And I remember my mom saying this. I, I was disappointed because I didn't see the plant wrapped up in there. And she said, she said, Kelly, everything, that plant is in that seed. 
You just got to put it into the right soil and give it water and sunshine for it to become a plant. See, everything that that plant needs is right there in that seed. I learned that all the stuff that was needed was right there. God's word, if you were to crack it open, here's some of the things that you just simply find. If you cut it open, you're gonna find 66 different books written by 40 authors, 1,189 chapters with 31,101 verses. And depending on the translation that you're reading, 783,137 words in the New King James. If you go into other translations, there might be more words, might be a few less, depending on how they translated that. When you crack open, that's what you're going to find. But there's really so much more than just that. There's life. Or maybe you crack it open, you crack this book open and you found what the little boy found. A little boy open, grabs his family Bible and cracks it open and opens it up and you know what happens? A leaf falls out. And when that leaf falls out, he goes, mom, he's so excited. Mama, look what I found. And the mom's like, what'd you find, honey? And he goes, I found Adam's underwear. <laughs> Big old leaf. Inside is more than Adam's underwear. Inside, you'll find life. In this seed is the life that you need, the life that you're looking for. And I know you're saying, Pastor Kelly, this is so elementary, so elemental. Yes, it is. But sadly, so many people are just treating this like a history book, a textbook, a book of good moral code rather than the life that it is. What you're going to find in this seed, if you sow it into good soil, is beautiful fruit that will be produced in your life and in my life and in our life as a congregation. Matter of fact, here's some of the things that you'll find, the fruit that it will produce. Romans chapter 10, take a look. Romans chapter 10 says that the fruit that you'll get is faith. Faith to be able to encounter daily conflict, daily challenges. Each of us needs faith. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, says faith comes by hearing and not just hearing anything, but by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. It's the fruit that'll be produced, the fruit of faith. Some other fruit that you'll get is the fruit of clarity, understanding, Clarity in relationships. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 says that the Bible is sharper than any two-edged sword, judging the thoughts and attitudes of our hearts. It helps to bring clarity. When we're indecisive, we say, God, help me have clarity. Judge my thought and attitude and help me find direction. God's word does that. Some other fruit, peace. Everybody say peace. Oh, peace. Throughout the Bible, we hear that God's word brings peace. As a matter of fact, Psalm 85.8 says that his, literally says that his word brings peace. It's a promise. It's a promise. Another thing is success. I mean, if you're a business person, you want to be successful. You don't go into business to fail, do you? I mean, unless you're an idiot. 
I'm going to start a business. And I just want to fail, you know. I want to go into bankruptcy, you know. That's, that's dumb. Nobody goes into business. Nobody goes into a job to fail. You want to succeed. Well, God's word gives us principles and practices and promises to see us succeed, to see us prosper in all that we do. Matter of fact, Joshua chapter one, verse eight says this, says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. On your lips. What does that mean? You're speaking it. It's not like this. You don't just walk around with the Bible sat on your mouth. It means you're speaking the God's word. Meditate on it day and night so that you'll be careful to do everything written in it. Listen to what it says. Then you will be prosperous and successful. All right, business people. Here you go. Students, here you go. Successful in school, successful in relationships, prospering. All right, and here's another one. Health. Oh, health. Health and life. Proverbs chapter four, verse 22 says, for God's word, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Mm, 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 mm. That's the kind of fruit. That's the kind of fruit that comes from this seed. When planted, this seed will produce, not an avocado, it'll produce this. It'll produce this. Life is in this seed. Oh, Pastor Kelly, you're spending so much time on it. Yes, I am. Because the Bible is central to who we are. It's God's word to us. And it will stand. It has stood the test of time. And it will stand. God's word will last for eternity. Remember Psalm 1? Psalm 1 said this. I mentioned it last week. <clears throat> if you weren't here, I said that the first Bible verse that I ever memorized was Psalm chapter 1 when I was 12 years old, 12 or 13 years old. And it's still stuck in my heart and it's producing fruit. And it says, how blessed is the man or woman, the person who doesn't walk in the counsel of wicked or stand in the path of a sinner or sit in the seat of those who are scornful. But his delight, the person's delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night and he shall be like a tree firmly planted by the rivers of water. Ye and here's the line, yielding its fruit in its season, whose leaf doesn't wither and whatsoever he does prospers. But the wicked are not so, and it goes on and on and on. But that one particular passage saying, it will, it will yield its fruit in its season. You see, you plant an avocado uh, uh, stone or seed and you start it to grow. The way an avocado tree works is you grow this plant and then you graft in uh, 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 an avocado tree that has been producing fruit and then that begins to produce fruit. Okay, that's how avocados work. But you plant a bean seed, you're gonna get beans. You plant a pumpkin seed, you're gonna get what? Come on, help me out here. You're gonna get what? Okay, you plant corn seed, what are you gonna get? All right, you understand? The kind of seed you plant is the kind of fruit you're gonna get. So what kind of fruit do you want in your life? That's the question. I showed you the fruit that comes from planting this seed. But what kind of fruit do you want? What kind of fruit are you getting? You see, if you sow different seed into your life, it will produce it's fruit. It will. I've had to watch myself at night. 
I'm very careful about what I watch or listen to before I go to bed at night because I know that's going into, into here and it will produce fruit. I have to be careful. I, I used to watch the news at night and man, that'll mess you up to watch the news at night because it produces fruit. The fruit of watching the news at nighttime, let me tell you, is fear. It's fear and worry. Oh man, if Trump does that, if Pelosi does that, if, if the world does that, we're all gonna die. And I roll and toss and turn all night long. It's producing fruit, the fruit of fear and worry. What are you sowing in? What seed are you sowing in? People, you gotta take this seriously. What are you listening to? What are you putting in your ears? I gotta be careful. You know, I can listen to, uh, because politics are so prominent right now and there's so much stuff going on that I'll listen to different political podcasts and commentators commentating and giving opinions on politics. And if I listen to it too much, it begins to sow into my heart. And you know the fruit that it produces? It produces uh, uh, cynicism, negativity, and criticalness. And I gotta watch myself because if I'm sowing that kind of seed, it's gonna produce cynicism and criticism and, and negativity. And that's not the fruit I want in my life, right? Okay, now, now let me get a little more heavy. Sit down, open up your computer. You start to navigate to certain websites. Some of those adult websites. You're sowing seed into your heart and your spirit and it's gonna produce fruit. See, seed produces fruit. And, and, and sadly, the fruit that comes from that seed Pornographic, adult, quote, adult sites produces lust, produces discontentment in relationships. It produces comparison. It produces death to relationships. But if you sow this seed, it will produce its fruit. It's the promise of God. God says in the book of Isaiah, check this out, passage of scripture I learned many, many years ago. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 says this, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. God's saying, what will happen? My word goes out from my mouth and it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. What it's saying is God's word will do what it says it will do. God spoke it, it will come to pass. Now we gotta be patient. Like the little kid waiting for that little bean sprout to pop up. Man, where's it going? What's happening? Well, maybe some roots are growing down before you start to see the green plant and before you start to see the harvest of that fruit got to be patient. But what kind of seed are you planting? See, all the potential, like my mom said, all the potential is in that seed. It's right in here, but you got to get it into here. It can't just sit on the shelf. It can't just sit closed on your app. 
You gotta get it into your eye gates and in your ear gates. I love that in our Bible apps, we can listen to the Bible and read it. I love being able to do that, especially when I'm driving down the road. I love to listen to it and read it. <laughs> I knew what my family was gonna say, you can't do that. Not when I'm driving. When I'm doing other times, I love to listen to it and read it. It's like I'm getting a double dose in the ears and in the eyes, boom. I wanna sow it in there hard. It's like putting two or three seeds into one hole, making sure that it's gonna grow. That's the way I feel about it. If this seed gets good soil and is watered, it will produce what it was made to produce. But there's a reason. And we read in that parable earlier, there's a reason why this seed doesn't take root. And next week, I'm gonna get into that a little bit more, a little bit more in depth about the depth and the need of roots going deep. I'm gonna show you why. Many people, including Christians, are not living that fruitful, productive, successful life that God intended. It's not the seed's fault. It's the soil's fault. That's what the passage says. It's not the seed's fault. It's the soil's fault. We're gonna get into that next week. There are forces at work that wanna keep this seed from being fruitful. Listen, when I preach the word, every Saturday night and now Wednesday nights, I'm like that farmer throwing out seed. And I'm praying, I pray before you even come in here, Lord, let their hearts be fertile soil because I know what this word will do. I know what can accomplish if the soil is right. The soil is right. And I pray as you leave, Lord, let it take root. And unfortunately, as soon as you leave here, there are forces that want to rip that seed out so that you would never be the fruitful, productive person God has created and called you to be. Stop living a mediocre life and live the fruitful life God wants you to live. Get this seed into your heart. Hold on to it. Believe it. That's for next week. Until then, I want to leave you with this as I wrap up. This phrase, right here on the screen. I want you all to read it together. Ready? Begin. I know it's corny. Corn. E. Anyways. <laughs> but you will grow what you sow. You will grow what you sow. You're sowing seed into your life every single day. Hey. It's very simple. I've been going to the gym. I started working out at the gym regularly. I'm sowing into my body so that I can live a long life. I am sowing seed of physical fitness. I'm expecting to grow physically fit because I'm seriously sowing seed into it. What are you sowing seed on a daily basis? I mean, you, you know this. If you spend all your time, uh, where are you, Adrian? At In-N-Out. There you are, bro. If you spend, not all the time, that's what I'm saying. If you spend every day at in and out you know, that's fat, greasy food. You're going to become a fat, greasy dude. So don't do it every day. But you want to produce the good fruit? Sow it every single day. Every single day. Every single day. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said to the church in Galatia. This was so important that the Apostle Paul made it a point in, to the church in Galatia. In Galatians chapter six, he says this, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reap 
reaps what he sows. You know, sowing means planting, just in case you're somebody going, I don't understand, it's sowing, like, like fabric? It means uh, planting. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. But whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. And there's a very in- simple principle there. The flesh, it's going to die. No matter how in shape you are, no matter how good you look, you may be the best looking corpse in your, your coffin. But eventually you will die. The flesh will stop existing. But your spirit continues to live. So where do you want to spend your time sowing seed? That's the question. Your choice. Continue to sow to the flesh. Or go for the greater reward, the greater fruit. Come on up, James. You will grow what you sow. And and, and if you can take anything away tonight, take that phrase, I will grow what I sow. I will grow what I sow. And so my challenge to you is choose to sow the seed that brings life, life, health, peace, clarity, success. There's a reason why we read the Bible every day here at Refinery Church. Last year, I gave you a journal. I said, read through the Bible this way. This year, I said, get a Bible app on your smartphone and join us in reading through the Bible chronologically. Right now, we're in Job. It's a hard one, but read along. You may not understand it, but pray, Lord, give me inspiration and understanding. But know this, it's not in vain. Even if you don't understand it, you're sowing into your heart good seed, and eventually, it will produce fruit. When I was 12 years old, When I was 12 years old, I memorized Psalm chapter one. I didn't understand anything about the Bible when I was 12 years old. When I was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, I didn't understand the Bible. But that seed was in there and it was sitting there waiting, waiting to take root until the water of the Holy Spirit, when I said yes to Jesus, the water of the Holy Spirit began to water that seed in my heart and it began to sink roots deep into my heart. And over the years, as I continued to trust in Jesus, as I continued to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, the roots of his word just begin to spread into my life and I'm bearing fruit in my life. See, that seed went in my heart when I was 12, but it was years later, years later, before I began to experience its fruit. So when you get into God's word every day, you're not wasting your time. You're sowing seed. You're sowing seed believing for a harvest. And what does it promise? 30, 60, and 100 times that which was planted. So I challenge to you, congregation, refinery, be seed sowers. Be seed sowers. Because what you sow, you will grow. Seed, sow sow good seed. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at wearerefinery. God bless.